2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550.
3: Joe, are you a sleepwalker? Like, have you ever been? Or do you... No. No, definitely not. No if you were. Definitely not a sleepwalker. I don't even think a sleep talker, honestly. Really? I think I am no, when what I'm, I snore, when I'm snore. I, I snore a bit. <laughs> um but not like the worst cuz it only comes up once in a while, but enough to where mm. that's like it. That's it. I mean, usually for me when I'm out, I'm that's it. i I'll sleep, I'll sleep through, you know, anything. Which sometimes I guess could be uh, a good thing, or sometimes could be a bad thing too. I don't know. You ever, you ever been around sleepwalkers? People who walk
4: in their sleep. I don't think so. family, friends. Not really. My son's been sleepwalking lately.
3: Like getting up, like he does it like once a month or so.
4: Yeah, he will he'll he'll get up, he'll go downstairs, uh huh, or he'll walk
3: around and he'll talk to us, Uh and he remembers
4: nothing the next morning,
3: nothing but does it seem like he's awake or like you could tell he's asleep oh he's totally awake he's yeah no he's totally awake huh. like that's what that, that's why the, the it's fascinating
4: to me like I've never been around it but last night was like totally bizarre so last night yeah. about 11:15 we're in bed and I hear him talking and his bedroom is right near ours so yeah. I get up and he's standing in the hallway and he had opened the door to the the attic which is actually the like he has his playroom up here it's where i'm sitting i'm at studio capaccio yeah. like you walk up the stairs and there's a radio studio there's you know I'll call it that there's a you know playroom where he, he has his you know all his baseball cards and things like that but he plays and things like that but he's got the door open to it to go upstairs and the light is on and normally it's not mm-hmm. and he's talking he's telling me he wants to go upstairs and i'm like <sighs> well you can't like it, you got to go back to bed yeah. No, I need to go upstairs, and he's like almost getting mad at me. Uh-huh. And I won't let him upstairs. I'm like, all right, all right, so if I'm like, I'll, I'll kind of let this go out. I'm like, all right. Well, what do you got? What do you want? So he literally walked up the stairs, mm-hmm. went into his playroom, and then, and I turn the light on. And he's like, turn the light off. I can't see because you know the light's like bright bright in his eyes, right? Turn yeah. the light off. I can't see. So I turn the light off, and then he says to me, and there's another light on, on the other kind of side, so I can see him, and he says, now give me that stuff. I said, what stuff? He said, you know, the stuff I've been asking for. And he's getting mad at me. <laughs> and I don't know what he wanted. Uh-huh. Normally, like, his iPad. We, yeah. I'm thinking it's iPad, right? iPad, phone, like, the electronics, right? And he's like, the stuff I've been asking for. I was asking for. I'm like, buddy, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm really sorry. And at that point, I'm like, okay. And I gave him a hug. I'm like, oh, we got to go downstairs, right? And he got a little upset. And then he went downstairs and just went back to bed. He remembers nothing about it this morning.
3: Wow. So I don't think I realized nothing. that it's like a state of, like, they're awake but I, I when I think of sleepwalking, again, this is me not having any experience with this probably, I thought like, you know, right. your eyes are closed and like you're almost like a mummy walking around, like no talking conversation. Maybe that's some, I don't know. know. Because I would have never thought like you could even have a conversation with somebody that's sleepwalking. I no no no, you do.
4: And and it started like this this started happening several months ago. Yeah. And like literally like would come downstairs. I'm watching TV, we're watching me. And he would start talking, and then he would just sit down with us, start talking to us, and he would remember n- nothing
3: about it the next morning. Wow. Did you re- right. Did you realize right away that this was sleepwalking? Like the first time it happened. Oh, uh, kind
4: of. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think yeah. because when you when you go down the road of the conversation, you kind of realize it, right? They're not they're not totally with it, right? Like, they don't really know what's going on, but they're talking to you, right? And then you're like, okay, so then you take him back up and go to bed, and it can yep. happen. And um, I, don't know, I remember a story my mom told me many years ago when I was younger, that my brother, my older brother, who's three years older than me, got up, and he was probably preteen at the time, at 10 to 12, somewhere in there, and he got up in the middle of the night, and he made himself a bowl of cereal, and then went <laughs> back to bed. Wait, and, he, like he, he remembered nothing about it. Did he
3: eat the cereal at least? No,
4: didn't even eat it. Just made Just it? Just made it and went back to bed.
3: Wow. Yep. I don't know. I, this is this is this is new to me. I had not experienced any of this before. I it, so you know that it was kind of freaking scary
4: though. Like I'm like what? Yeah, yeah this is how horror you know movies, know me how horror movies begin. Yes, yes. I'm thinking. You ever watch um, Paranormal Activity? Yes. And I like am? the attic, and like the, where the sounds start coming from the attic, and I'm like, I literally I couldn't go to sleep for an hour, dude. I'm like, I'm gonna start hearing noises come from the attic, and I'm gonna be so freaked out right
3: now. Yeah. You need to set up uh, the paranormal activity uh, style cameras, with yes! like, the, like the, the night vision or whatnot, and then that will you could you could create your own horror movie, even if it's not like anything. Well, the other bad. part of no, the other part about
4: it is I couldn't sleep because I want to make sure like he didn't get up again, and you could hurt yourself. You walk down the stairs, you fall, something like right. that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing I'm thinking about now. I'm like, okay, is he going to get up again? But you know, I went back to bed. I, I, you know, I I laid him in his bed, and I even said like, do you want to come in our bed? And he's like, no. Sometimes he does, right? But I'm, you know, just to make sure. I wanted to make sure he was okay, you know. And uh, it was wild, though, man. I'd never experienced something like that to that level.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My
4: opening up the attic, going upstairs, and then get me the what do you want? You know, the stuff I was asking for. I'm like, I don't know what you're asking for. I don't know what you need, buddy. Yeah, I felt so bad.
3: My wife just texted me and said she used to be a sleepwalker when she was a kid, but she's not now. See? So I don't know. Does it ever come back? Should I be on the, look, I, on the lookout? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Now I'm watching now people I, are sending me paranormal activity videos, and now this is this is gonna be yes. my algorithms for the rest See? of the day on social media, right? There you go.
4: I, I luckily everything's good, but you know what? And then like that was the discussion this morning. Hey, hey buddy, like do you remember getting up last night? hmm No? Nothing. Like really? Like, yeah, you like literally walked into the attic, into your playroom, and you were asking for me to get you like your iPad or something. Like what? He's he had, he's no idea. It's crazy. I know, so I don't think I I don't I I I don't think I've done it. I don't know though. My wife's never you, told you me like know. Hey, you, you
3: would you would have to have someone else catch I, right. Doing
4: it. Right. I I think that would be the case, right? So anyway, yeah, that was a new experience for me last night. Maybe some of you've had some similar experiences. And like I said, luckily and thankfully, he's okay because I'm sure that there's probably experiences out there where somebody did something and you know un- unfortunately got hurt or something like that because. You're mm-hmm. not completely with it, what you're doing. But luckily, everything was good last night. All right. Well, we are here at 10-11 uh, in the morning on a Tuesday morning here on WGR. Thanks for being with us. Sal Capaccio, sneaky Joe DiBiase. It's the Extra Points Show. In about an hour, we're going to hear from Eric Wood. Uh, Eric, of course, the color analyst on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. And he is, of course, a former Bills center. And Joe, he also just recently had his first hole in one. Did you see that?
3: I did not see this, No. Eric is, Eric had a alone? hole in one in
4: Florida like th- three four days ago. Yeah,
3: I've seen videos of him hitting Within shots out of like water before, in ankle deep water. But I did not mm-hmm. see this hole in one. Um, I'm surprised that it... no, I guess never mind. You, you can't assume that everybody, just because they're good at golf, has one. It takes it takes a lot of tries, even when you're really good. 187 yards. That's a that's a long. Are you looking one. at it now? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You can see the divot. Yeah. Right around it. Uh huh. And I'm jealous too. Looking at the weather out there for uh, for the course that he's at. Wow, the divot yeah. is right. So we'll ask him about
4: the hole in one. Yeah, yeah. We'll ask him about the hole in one. I've never had one. I've met people who I am better. I, I am a better golfer than that have had multiple holes in one. I've met people who are way better than me who've never had one. So yeah, you never know, right? Yeah.
3: I, right, I no. have never. I, I there are people there are friends of mine that have one that I know I am a better golfer than. So, it's not a science.
4: Um, Jordan on X. Thank you Jordan for tweeting in at Sal Sports, at Sneaky Joe Sports. I've slept walked for years. I've pulled off eating leftover spaghetti and having no idea I did it, he said. That's amazing, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> That's crazy.
4: <laughs> I know. Did you see the uh Jeff Darlington interviewed Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. about his worst like
3: moment most frustrating moment of the season. Did I you did see this? Did not see this? what do he say What do you think he answered? His most frustrating moment of the season is going to be when Tony got called off sides. That's, that's my guess
4: hundred percent yeah and now out. he's saying it was the right the right flag in quotes the right flag. Mm-hmm. here's the quote. I mean, he says, I mean, I think obviously the Buffalo game, and I don't even think it was because of the one play. It's just we had been playing such close games, and that was a game I knew was going to be important, which it obviously was. I felt our guys were playing their tail off. We made a play at the end of the game. There was a flag. It was the right flag. But at the time, in that moment, I was like, man, we're battling through adversity. We made the play, and another thing happened that I felt was out of our control, even though it was in our control, then he adds. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, very frustrating to me because I felt like it wasn't paying off. It wasn't happening, but the guys continue to work, and he goes yada, 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 about, you know, now they're where they are and all that. Man, I would have loved if that was a question asked of him as he's sitting home watching because they didn't get home field advantage and the Bills beat him. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Yep. But yep. you can't
4: now, and you can't, like, it doesn't matter now.
3: That, <sighs> he, I also wonder, I don't know if we've heard Mahomes on that play since the night that it happened because I've always wondered. Did he, I mean, the the play's happening fast, right? And he does not have a good vantage point to where Tony would be lined up. And then he flips out after the play, and the game is over, basically, at that point. So, I don't know that he would have watched it back, like, on the iPad, you know, sitting on the bench. Like, you'll see quarterbacks do, because the game's about to end. So, and then he goes to post game, and did he have a chance to look at it? Like, I don't know. I always wondered if Mahomes, in film sessions the next day... Would have watched it and gone, okay, I shouldn't have flipped out like that because look how offside he is. Look how obvious it is, look how overt it is, and honestly, he got really frustrated with Kadarius Tony on other plays as the season progressed, so mm-hmm. I wonder if his blame of that really did transfer from the official to okay, my receiver is just you know a moron that makes mistakes all the time, and that's one where like you got it you got to do better there and All this Tony stuff has been, you know, continuing to evolve with him blaming the organization for lying about injuries and all that back and forth. So I wonder if Mahomes has softened on it a little bit because he realizes, like, this is not the guy I should really be, uh, you know. The guy that cost us the play wasn't the ref. It was the receiver that makes a million other mistakes.
4: It, is Kadari... I'm going to look up his contract. We am look up Kadarius Tony's contract. It feels like he will not be a Chief next year.
3: Rookie deal, right? Because the Giants drafted him in the first round, so I can't imagine it's... Oh, that's right. That's right. Can't he can't be that he would have big. another
4: year left. This is his third year, right? Yeah. He's got one year left. Yeah, that's right.
3: And they will not pick up the fifth year option. I'm very confident in saying <laughs> that. Um... I mean, 2.5. they can release him,
4: and yeah, I mean, you know,
3: they can just cut him if they just don't want to deal with it anymore. And it's you know, it's a couple mm-hmm. million; you don't save anything, but you know, it's not so bad. They've they've space too, so they could get rid of him if they just don't want him in the building anymore. And I feel like uh-huh. maybe it's maybe it's trending that way. I don't, like, would he is he? Gonna maybe they active? find a trade partner. Is he going to be active in the Super Bowl?
4: It's a good question. He's practicing again, apparently. Mm-hmm.
3: He also. Made two big plays in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, that's right. So, yep. you know, but at the same time... <laughs> I wouldn't be
4: surprised if he plays. Yeah,
3: at the same time, if if I were a Chiefs fan, I don't think I'd want him to play because just, you know, something bad can happen. It feels like whenever that guy's on the field.
4: No brain of the Bills pick up... Tre- um, I was to say Tremaine Edmonds, sorry. Uh, Greg Rousseau's fifth-year option. They have to decide by May.
3: They, yeah. They'll they'll they'll, no brainer, they'll do right? that. They've got no defensive linemen under contract long term, and he's been very good. I've mentioned the stat in the past that even though he didn't have the sack numbers to back this up, his pass rush win rate he was number one on the Bills last year among all their defensive linemen, um, mm-hmm. and he's a very stout run defender too. So you know he I, I don't see any way around it. I think he's just a really solid, really good defensive end at a position where you don't really have anything else. So, yeah, I think they'll do I think that. it's like
4: 13 mil, though. I mean, I'm like it's, 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 it's a nice price.
3: Yep. I mean, you're not going to do better than that, I guess, for 13 mil at that position, though, right? Like, that level of production for $13 million, I, usually that's actually, I think, like a pretty good deal, I think. Like, that's an expensive position if you want to try to replace it another way.
4: I have to um, look at the exact uh, numbers here. He... I hate what the NFL did, by the way, a few years ago, which is they, and the new CBA, they Mm -hmm. tied it to Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls, what are we doing? Is that right? If you can make a certain, oh, yeah. The number you make now is tied to the Pro Bowls that you make.
3: Wow. I did not remember that. So, well, I guess Rousseau hasn't made a Pro Bowl. So
4: what you're That's saying. Correct. So he'll get the minimum. If here okay. here here's the difference, Joe. I'm not kidding you. Think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. If the Bills the Bills have until May like second or third to pick up Greg Rousseau's fifth year option, if they choose to do that, it's thirteen point eight million dollars guaranteed for twenty twenty five. He's already under contract for twenty twenty four. It's thirteen point eight guaranteed for twenty twenty five. All right. If he now, because of playtime incentives and things like that. Um, which he didn't hit i don't know exactly what's tied in there it could be 15 mil but if he had made one pro bowl it would be 20 million dollars guaranteed if he had made two more than one pro bowl it would be 23 million dollars guaranteed because he did not make two pro bowls it's 10 million dollars less
3: wow do they do that to try to incentivize players to go to the pro bowl like why would they do that
4: I don't know. It's really odd because I think even if you get elected and can't play, it would count. Here's what here's there are three guys in this group. Okay. Mm -hmm. Think about the difference here. Now, Micah Parsons is awesome. We know that, but by making two Pro Bowls already, the Cowboys picking up his fifth year is going to cost him $23 million Mm -hmm. in two years, whereas it would cost 13. Patrick Sertan. $18.4 eighteen point four million dollars as opposed to eleven. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase, his fifth year option, here's an interesting one. Jamar Chase, Bengals, a team that, franchise, let's be honest, not known to be the biggest spenders. And yes, they paid Joe Burrow, but they've kind of made it known we can't pay everybody after they mm-hmm. pay Joe Burrow. We have this T. Higgins thing. For the Bengals to pick up Jamar Chase's fifth year option, which I think they would, they got to guarantee him close to twenty two million dollars in two years. As opposed to what it would be thirteen point seven million if he had not made a pro bowl.
3: Mm-hmm. I guess in those instances, though, like those players should cost more, right? Like they, they're they're better right. players. They're going to like they've they've earned <laughs> okay they've earned that extra money. I guess is the way I'm thinking. Can I give it. you one?
4: All right, before you go, go on, let me give you one. Ready? Yeah. All right. The 15th pick that year. Okay. Mac Jones. He has a Pro Bowl. Oh. Wow. Right. That's,
3: that's bad. Yeah, he's a Pro Bowl. Oh well,
4: actually, I'm sorry. No play time. What's the play time? I don't know what the play. Oh. These players, let me read what the playtime incentive is.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Uh Calculated from the average of the 3rd to 20th highest paid salaries over the past five seasons, provided their snap counts over the first three seasons meet 75% or greater, and average of 75% or greater. Oh, that's why Greg Rousseau doesn't, because he's defensive line. The Bills rotate. And, okay, so Mac Jones, because of the playtime incentive for mm-hmm. the fifth-year option, if they want to do it, Mac Jones would cost them $22 million. There's no way they're picking that up.
3: There's, and zero, we figured they wouldn't anyway. Though zero percent chance. I, will he even be on the team this year? I mean, will do they just want to cut bait, move on? You know, right? Like just like let's, let's. There was rumors about stuff happening behind the scenes with him being unhappy, and they were unhappy with yeah. him because he went to coaches at Alabama to try to figure out what was going wrong. Um, so I guess uh, I look at that from the player's perspective, where if I'm Micah Parsons. I would feel like, listen, the team's already got so much control over me. If I've earned, pro again, Pro Bowl's not really the way I'd want to do it, but if I've become the best player in the league at my position, then I think I deserve $10 million more than Greg Rousseau gets. I think I deserve to get the most because, you know, the team already gets to hold me over for five years to wait to pay me, and they have franchise tag stuff if they want it. So they can withhold me getting my giant extension for a really long time. So okay, kick me a few extra million bucks if I've earned it.
4: Let me clarify on the rules here. I am reading through this to see how it works. The Pro Bowl is players who are named to exactly one Pro Bowl on the original ballot, not an alternate. Gotcha. Will be that they, they, they now go up to the transition tender number, and then players who are named to two or three Pro Bowls on the original ballot, not as an alternate. Their franchise, their fifth year would be equal to the franchise tag amount, essentially. That's where we're going here with this, which is crazy, right? I mean, you're, mm-hmm. this is the group this year. Trevor Lawrence, these are the, these are the guys that teams have to make a decision on by May to pick up their fifth year option. Trevor Lawrence would be $22 million. I mean, they're going to do that, right? Who's he's franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson, not going to happen. 19 million. Trey Lance, not going to happen. 19 million. Now he's on the Cowboys, by the way. They would have that. How, Kyle Pitts 10.5 yep. million.
3: Do they do it? Um yes. I think what might be added in there is that they invested a top 5 pick in him and they might want to exhaust uh-huh. all options to make that work. Right? He's talented. Mm-hmm. They like I don't I would want to see him with a different coach too. Like did Arthur Smith who was really weird with a lot of his good skill position players just not know how to use this guy. I think I'd want to see him with, uh, I don't know if we know who the Falcons OC is. Either way, I'd want to see him with a different coach. But I, I would pick it up and take that risk because I spent the fourth overall pick on this guy and I gotta, I got to see if I can make this work.
5: let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
1: i'll
4: give you two more here what do you think jalen waddle they have to determine on him yep that would cost 15 million dollars in 2025 they'll do that they'll definitely do that Mm -hmm. i think so too do the do the bears pick up justin field's and then trade him? Do they trade him first? Like, what happens there? $22 million guaranteed for the fifth year option. Like, that's a tricky one on how you want to play all this.
3: Did, can they, when is that due by? Do they, do they, May. by May? So after it's the NFL right draft. It's right after the draft. Like, right after the draft. I think if I, the draft comes first. Yeah. If I'm the Bears, I think I would want to allow a team acquiring him to make that decision. I, and that, right. d- that depends what they want. I mean, if they're, if they're bypassing the first overall pick, which I think is nuts, but if they do that, then I think you pick you have to pick up his fifth year option. You've you've told everybody how valuable you think he is and that you're committing to him long term, or else you wouldn't pass on the first overall pick to 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 keep going with him. And if you decide that you're gonna pick a quarterback, I think the team getting him would rather make that decision for themselves. I, I might want to bet he gets it picked up either way because one way or the other, mm-hmm. somebody is going to invest in him. And if you're investing in him, I think you're going to want that that extra year, even though the 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 cap hit's going to be you know pretty decent. Jalen
4: Phillips is on this list, twelve million dollars. Yep, coming off the injury, they'll still do it. Devonte Smith, fifteen. I think so. With yeah. the receivers, prices are going. You got to do, do that. that. Okay, how about this? This is crazy. Think about these, these numbers we're talking about, the two running backs that year. This is the Harris-ETN draft, Najee Harris-ETN. Because of their positions, it's only going to cost the Steelers 6.6 and only going to cost the Jags $5. Uh, $6 million total to pick up their fifth-year options. Because okay, that's where running back salaries, running backs salaries have, have, so <laughs> have plateaued and gone down, yeah. They're so right.
3: low. That's that's wild. I was about to say no way on either of them, but because it's that but low. But now you
4: think they would, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars definitely with ETN. <laughs> um, Harris is, like, not that good. But they, he gets the volume, and because of that, the numbers are there, like the volume numbers. he's get, He's got 1,000 yards three years in a row, and... The way the Steelers like to play football, that physical brand, like I, I could see them doing it if it's not that much. Uh, okay, I might. I when you first started that question, I would have said that neither would get it, but because of the money, I, I think maybe both actually might do it.
4: Greg Russo, thirteen point eight million dollars for the Bills to pick up his fifth year option by May. They have a lot of things ahead before that happens, of course. So we got a lot to talk about with the off season before we even get to that decision. I think it will wind up happening. In the meantime. Yesterday, the NFL made a couple of announcements that are very interesting uh as far as you know games being played and schedules, how it impacts the bills or doesn't impact the bills, I guess I'd say in this case. Talk about that when we come back here on the extra point show. In the meantime, Eric Wood joins us at eleven oh five A.M. Thanks for sticking with us here on a Tuesday morning on WGR.
1: Brazil is new for us this year. We are incredibly excited. We're going to do it on our kickoff weekend, which is an unusual approach and different than we've ever done. We're actually going to play it on Friday night of our kickoff weekend. So we'll have Thursday night as our kickoff game. Friday night, we'll come back from Brazil in Sao Paulo. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the host team in Sao Paulo.
4: Okay. Well. The NFL... Is going to be playing in Brazil. We, we knew that was going to happen. That was kind of talked about. Now we know it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles hosting. Got to look at the Eagles 2024 opponents. It's not the Bills. And now we also know it's going to be Friday night. That first week. NFL. Here's. Hmm. Listen. I love the NFL. I work in the NFL essentially right I mean, you know, being in this job and being on the sidelines of an NFL team and all that, I love love the league. I love everything about it. It's great. It's great to be a part of it. Don't do it, NFL. Stop. Friday nights, no. Friday nights are for high schools. I hate that college plays Friday nights. Leave Friday nights for high schools. College should have never done this. I hated it when it happened. I think Nick Saban said the same thing, I think. And I totally agreed with him. But, like, that's... Like something pure about like high school football, Friday night, Friday night lights. It's where the lifeblood of these, some of these little small towns in Texas and Florida and other states, like don't mess with it. And now we're going to do a Friday night NFL game. And I get like, you could still go to a high school game on a Friday night and, you know, not worry about, you know, watching the Eagles and whoever they're going to play. I understand that. I just think it's going down a road. I, I don't like them going down. And I hated when colleges started doing it. Syracuse plays a Friday night game here or there. I don't like it. Like, go out to your local high school game. Support those kids that are putting in the time. And, you know, you don't need it for these. Come on, ESPN, whoever's televising these college games, and now the NFL. I don't like it. So that's my spiel on the Friday night thing. Don't like where that's going. The Black Friday game that was the afternoon yeah, okay. I can get to that a little bit. I understand it. it's not your you're not taking away Friday night. By then, most high schools are pretty much done at the end of the year. Right there, they're playing in some you know championship or tournament. There's different schedules, so a little bit different. That's a that was a three o'clock game. Totally, like get that a little bit more. But like, what are we are we going to start doing this every week? Because you know that's what's coming, right? You know that's what they're doing here. The NFL is putting a game on Friday night opening weekend, which let's see what that's going to be. Uh, I know it's in here somewhere. Let me It's going to be Friday night, September sixth. You're going to have Labor Day on the second. It's an early start of the season this year, by the way, everyone. Thursday, the fifth is the opening night. That's going to be whoever wins the Super Bowl, the 49ers or the Chiefs, they're going to be hosting that game. We know that. And then the next night, Friday night, the sixth. It will be the Philadelphia Eagles against whoever. I don't think uh, we know that yet. They've announced it in Brazil. Who is? Who's the likely can, candidate there? You put like a team. Like, I mean, are they going to say we want a really big name team like a draw like Dallas? <clears throat> big market team like the Giants? I don't know. Their home schedule. Atlanta. Carolina. Panthers. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what else are we looking at? Green Bay Packers. Ja- oh, ja- send Jacksonville there again. Like, I mean, again, like Jacksonville's already going to London. There you do all these international games. Send Jacksonville over there. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like the Friday night thing. Washington Commanders, obviously, is on their schedule at home. I don't like the Friday night thing. I understand why the NFL's doing it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. To, oh, Friday night. You got Football Thursday, Friday. That's big weekend of college. Eh, say Friday nights for the high schools. That's just my, like, grassroots, pure, you know, I, I love the high school game too. I think it's just should be celebrated and, you know, give eyeballs to it. So I don't like that part of it. In the meantime, I think also, if I have this right, the Panthers are going to be playing in Munich, right? Is that what I saw, Josh? I see that last night. The Panthers are going to be playing in Munich, right? Uh, let me just make sure on this, uh, Carolina Panthers Just search us up here right here, real quick. Yes. Okay. Panthers will be in Munich. We know the bears, the Vikings, the Jags are going to host in London in 2024. So let's remember the NFC, all the teams in the NFC this year have nine home games. All the teams in the AFC have eight home games. So that's how they're doing it every other year, every even year, the NFC has the extra game at home. Every odd year, the AFC has the extra game at home. The Bills have nine road games this year coming up. They have eight home games. The Bills are not going to play an international game this year. We know that because none of the teams that are hosting the international games, none of them have the Bills on their schedule as a Bills road game and a home game for these teams. The Bears are going to host a game in London. Bills aren't on their schedule. The Vikings are going to host a game in London. Bills aren't on the schedule. The Jags are going to host a game in London again. The Bills are on their schedule, but that's in Buffalo, so that's not happening. And then the Carolina Panthers are going to host a game in Munich. Bills aren't on their schedule. We also know the Philadelphia Eagles are going to host in Brazil. The Bills are not on their schedule. So that's how the international game is going to work this year. Then next year, in 2025, when the AFC, and it turns around, the AFC is the conference hosting the extra game. I I, I have no idea, no inside info, nothing like that. I'm just thinking about how this might work because of the construction on the new stadium and the new stadium being open the next year. I definitely think the Bills would be a prime candidate to be a host, to host an international game, a home game, in 2025. Like they did last year in London. We know that didn't, and I know that doesn't sit well with a lot of you. I get it, and I understand why. I'm not telling you that you should be totally excited about it. Maybe you would be, I don't know. But, to me, with the final year of this stadium in 2025, think about that for a second. The stadium the Bills play in right now has... 17 home games remaining. And really you have 20 total considering uh preseason. Because remember, if you're if you're playing nine road games, that means you're playing two home preseason and one away. If you're playing nine home games, you're playing one preseason home and two away. So you're always going to get you're always going to get 10 home games counting preseason. Current Highmark Stadium, that means for everyone Current Highmark Stadium has 20 games remaining for the Buffalo Bills. Regular season. Let's hope there's a lot more for the playoffs. And they're home for, you know, a couple of games at least. But that means 2025, we are looking at the AFC being the team, the teams, the conference that hosts the extra game. And I think in 2025, that would point right to maybe the Bills doing that because they have, it's the, you know, it's not the new stadium you want to. I hope they don't take a game away from the new stadium when that comes around. Thankfully, that'll be 2026, and that'll be the uh, NFC hosting. Now, you might say, wait a minute, Sal, the Jaguars are not in the NFC. Why are they hosting? Because the Jaguars have a separate contract. The Jags have signed on to host a game every year in London. I think that goes for a few more years. They just re upped like last year for a few more years. So even though <clears throat> NFC, Bears, Vikings, Panthers, Eagles are the international home games next year by rotation. The Jags still fall in there as the AFC because they just are by contract. That's what they do. But yeah, I think that's what's going to happen next year. I I think the Bills will be back in the international rotation in 2025 as a home game because they do have the last year of the new stadium before the, the old stadium, before the new stadium opens, and that would just make sense and all the construction. And hey... We'll take one away and you know put it there. I don't know
2: that. We'll see. There's only going to be like four or five home games anyway for those teams. Could you imagine if the Panthers played in Brazil against the Eagles and also in Germany? Because the Panthers are on the Eagles away team list this year.
4: I just don't think the league would do that. I don't think so. You know what I mean, like, but I don't think the be- league would. Have a team go to two different international sites. One as the home game. The, the, what they did with the Jags last year was keep a team. That, even that was okay. We're going to try this experiment. Keep a team in one international city for two weeks.
2: Well Right, but I mean, if they if they wanted to, I mean, yes, this is a broader scale, obviously. But if they wanted sure, to experiment with sure. stuff like that, yeah, right. And depending on when the games are, too. I mean, like mm-hmm. if this game is the first game, second game of the year, you could theoretically. Schedule the Germany game like later in the season. I mean, what it was like? What week twelve this year? I think. Um, normally the Germany game is yeah. I mean, no, the
4: international game is going to be week four or five, right? That's what the Bills did in London. But you're right; it was like yeah, was that week twelve? Yeah, somewhere maybe around not there. as late as 12, it was later. But it
2: was it was like closer was to the 10. midway point. It
4: was um, I think it was it was early November, I think. Right. Let me look at the actual schedule. You're talking about when the Chiefs played. When the Chiefs, the Chiefs played the um, Dolphins. Or, yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs.
2: and Chiefs the... played
4: Dolphins in Germany this year, that right. game. Yep. And then, oh, Patriots played Colts.
2: Yes, that's,
4: yeah, I got the two confused. That was November 5th was Chiefs-Dolphins. That was week nine. Patriots played the Colts week 10. So nine and 10, yep, nine and 10 were the two games in Germany. So you're probably looking around the same time period this year for the game in Germany with the Panthers. No, you're right. I mean, eventually, Josh, I mean, things like that are going to happen probably in the league eventually. I don't know if it's going to be in the next couple of years. I don't think so. But you're right. I mean, if the league wanted to kind of do that to a team and experiment, <laughs> you know, they could do it.
2: I mean, that's a heck of We had experiment. that last year with that Jaguars thing. <laughs> right. But like you said, that's a little different because it's the same city, same time zone yep. and everything. With this, Brazil is in the same time zone as everywhere, you know, on the eastern seaboard. But you're going from... Carolina in this sense you're going from Carolina to Brazil going back home yep. playing your regular season and then going to Germany and it's like is that enough time to like you know recover and and transfer and everything like that I mean I guess cuz don't these teams get to pick their bye weeks or something like that like where if you're going to play international you can pick your bye week to be like the week before or after or it's something um there's not like yeah, a rule you you don't or get to whatever, no, you don't like, get to pick here here's here's the rule basically
4: if you play an international game, the league gives you the option if you want your bye week the following week. If you say okay. no, then you're at the whim of whenever they put it. You don't have your choice. Well, right.
2: No, that's what I meant. That like I meant as in you get to pick in the sense of like, do you want it following yep. the international game or do you just want it whenever? Like Correct. So yep. I mean theoretically, it still I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm brainstorming here, like thinking, you know, the NFL could do something crazy and have Carolina play in both teams, and I, I bet you if they were you know looking better, this would be a better prospect. But like the way Carolina looked this year with c J Stroud and that offense, it just eh, I don't know if you want to put that in two international games <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if they care as much about that though like we had Patriots Colts in Germany that's
4: true yeah that's right nobody nobody thought that either team would really be that great right i mean to me it's just about them you know putting the games there they're they're gonna bank on people are gonna go you know regardless of the teams i I think people read too much into what teams are going there as far as like how good they are i don't think the league really cares about that that much it's like hey we're just we're putting teams out there plus now you have to remember what the nfl has done is they've assigned international markets to different teams you know what i mean like i think um like Munich might be associated with, it's I think the Chiefs or their team or Patriots, whatever it is. There's something Frankfurt is maybe the Patriots, but they have these international markets with like these, these, these teams that are kind of attached to them that are trying to market them a little bit more in these specific international cities. So all in all, we're, we're, look this. This Jeremy talks about the wide receiver train. The international train started years ago. It's not going to stop, folks. We know that. The NFL is going to keep expanding its international footprint. It's going to keep expanding its international schedule and games. And I know that people don't like that. I get it. But this is not the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. You're not putting it back in. They are going to be continuing to play these games at different locations around the world. That's just how it's going to be. And now it's just it's when your team plays and where it plays is what the question is. And like I said, for the Bills, they won't have one this year my guess is they might get one next year because it's the final year of the new of the old stadium and the construction and they'll have the extra game for the ASC and ASC will be home team so you're getting like a you know it's what five teams basically anyway that are going to be over there out of 16 so you have a you know one in three chance more than that to be one of those teams anyway on top of being a team that could be the away team in one of those games all right, we'll take a timeout. In case you didn't notice, uh, Joe was not, was not here, but he will be right back with us here on uh, the Extra Point Show on WGR. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase, and Eric Wood coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get Eric's thoughts, his hole-in-one, yeah, for sure. But we want to talk with him about the Bills' offseason going forward.
6: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: And, of course, the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Joe, who are you? Uh, are you rooting for the Forty ers beat the Chiefs like I am?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Although I'm not, I'm. W- I really wish the Lions were in it. I I don't hate the Niners. I don't dislike them even. Just I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I would like what it would say about the Niners winning it. I, I I I give a lot of respect to how much quarterback matters in this league, and I don't think Purdy is terrible, but. I think it would be some proof for the Miami's of the world and the uh, the other teams that have these, you know, limited quarterbacks mm-hmm. with great infrastructures around them that oh no, you can win the Super Bowl if you're uh, if you if you don't have the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks. I I don't know that I want that to be true. I I want to believe because the Bills are sitting here with Josh Allen that No, you need a guy like this. You need a Josh Allen. You need a Patrick Mahomes. You can't just pick the guy in the seventh round and have everything around him be perfect and and win it. Because when's the last last time that's really happened? Like, Trent Dilfer for the Ravens? Yeah,
4: I mean, if you want to count Joe Flacco, but he was a first-round pick. But it wasn't like he was this superstar and then he became his Joe Flacco
3: elite. But you're right.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably right. Um, that OK, so not, it sounds like sorry, you're, just to round you're, that out, though, that does not yeah.
3: outweigh for me, though, my hate for the Chiefs. Like that, that does not make me right. root against them. Right.
4: OK, so you sound like you're like me, which is you're not rooting for anyone. You're rooting against
3: the team here. Yes, precisely. That is exactly that's exactly really what it comes down to. Right. Yes, I'm rooting against the Chiefs. That's that is my that is my that's my mission for Sunday. <laughs> me, too. I mean, yeah, I'm the same
4: way. Like it's it's a it's a no win on the quarterback front. How you look at it, if it's Mahomes, it's like here we go. Mahomes mm. gets another one, unbelievable. Oh my god! If it's Purdy, it's dude, Mister Irrelevant, just one one before our guy. Come on.
3: Yep. And also, uh, I've cooled off on this, but I was a a Kyle Shanahan hater for a certain point in time. But mm. uh, as the years have gone on, I just i've I've got too much respect for how good of a of a of a play caller and a in an offensive. Uh, guy that he is so him winning would be cool I mean I don't know how good of a story would be usually the quarterback stories are what drives it more than you know a coach winning but um, I guess if the Niners won it would also say like hey this is if you have the right guy in charge of of your whole organization but also the perfect elite level play caller like look how valuable that can be I, I i don't know how much i'd want to go with copycat for that though because i don't think it's that easy like it might be harder it might be harder to find a kyle shanahan or an andy reed than it is to find a you know a patrick mahomes no that's not true not mahomes maybe like the the top 10 guys though
4: Sabres back in action tonight. We'll have the game for you here on WGR along the Sabres Radio Network. and breaking news from the NHL, the Blackhawks, Joe, will host the Winter Classic next season at Wrigley Field against the Blues. So that's just coming out today. We'll talk more about that after we get with Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bills Center, current color analyst on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, and recently of the Hole-in-One Club. He had his first. We'll talk with Eric next after this time out on WGR.